everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, a new video game, or at least it's new to us, um, got us thinking about some stuff, because some some details about the game. Starfield, for those of you who want to get excited about it, or like not, I I don't know, it it apparently is a, a bit of a lightning rod in terms of like people loving and or hating it. Oh, well, okay. Well, but it has it has a religious element to it that we wanted to talk about. So yeah. we'll get to that. And we will later on in the show. Uh, first, there's uh, some stuff that happened this week in the world, Dan. Out there um, in the world. It, that, in, that's where stuff happens. Including, <laughs> including an announcement from uh, the U.S. federal government uh, about how they're going to be processing some green card applications. Really? Um and the green card, for those of you who don't know, who don't remember the uh, the movie with Gerard Depardieu, uh, <laughs> the, the, this is this is the 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 sort of permanent residence card uh, that makes that that makes it legal for you to stay in this country for extended periods of time indefinitely as a, as a non as a non uh, citizen. Correct. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people come to the United States uh, for work. Right. Sure. And one of those groups, Dan, uh, are religious leaders. Right. Ew. People coming to really? set up. Why? Because we uh, we have a lot of immigrants, say, from like Mexico. Um, sure. And those the people immigrating from Mexico, by and large, are coming for work. Right. But sure. not necessarily. The, these aren't religious leaders that are coming. Right. Who are crossing no. the border into the country. Um. So they need religious leaders from their own culture and traditions and whatnot to come over to guide the flock here, Dan. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't that make sense? I um, guess. <laughs> I don't anyway, like um, so, We have so, enough religion here. Let's not import anymore. Yeah. No, we are. We are importing it, Dan. And uh, But a change at uh, the U.S. Immigration's uh, office, whatever it's called, the State Department uh, has announced uh, that for nearly seven years, it has been placing tens of thousands of applications for neglected uh, and abused minors from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador into the wrong category. Um, okay. And um, that they should actually be over in the general queue uh, with the clergy that are applying for green cards. Now, Wait, what, what? what the, their absence in these seven years has meant is that clergy have had a, or I don't actually, I don't know if it is the general queue, but it's into the same queue as the clergy. What this has okay. meant though, is that clergy for the past seven years have basically had a fast track to getting green cards because there was there was nobody else there in their queue. And so, and, and that's how immigration handles. This is they put people in different queues and they work those queues. And some of the queues are insane. Uh, one of the longest one is, uh, the category for married Mexican children of us citizens. Um, they are currently only 
um, processing applications that were filed before March 1998. That's where they're <laughs> oh at on that queue, Dan. Okay. Holy shit. So that is, that's, that's it, a hell of a line. Yeah. When, when people say that U.S. immigration is totally fucked up and a mess, yeah. they aren't wrong, right? It is oh, totally yeah, screwy. There um, is a question of like, how, what is the solution, you know, like quintuple the the funding for stuff and like throw a whole bunch more judges and and stuff at the border uh you know versus the other possible solution which is just you know apparently shoot everybody at the border or whatever whatever it is that the far right wants right to, yeah to have done Let, let's not do that one that's, yeah, I that's vote against that. That's the one we, we should not do. Um, but so, yeah, so this means that there are thousands um, of uh, faith leaders um, from from abroad currently working in the United States who are about to have their visas that they're currently on expire yeah. before the green card, which they would have been getting like right away. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they're, they're not going to be getting that green card. And so they actually thousands of faith leaders from around the world are going to be going back to wherever they came from because Sounds they great. are not going to have permission to stay in the United States. And the consequence of this is that there are a lot of churches that are going to be, um, leaderless. Actually, a lot of them may actually close, um, because they won't be able to find a new leader. And, uh, and there's some very interesting little things that end up happening. Like, um, it's put religious orders that have vows of poverty into a really weird situation where (laughs) Where they actually have to follow through on it. Um, well, um, so Catholic nuns and Buddhist monks are being hit especially hard according to this article, because most other employment visa categories require employers to show they're they're paying foreign workers prevailing wages since they're getting no wages they don't um qualify for those visas (laughs) right okay and so there's there's all these different categories of religious folk in the u.s who are currently in the u.s who are going to be asked to please leave um or else they will be deported uh, you know, it's so rare that you get good news about uh, <laughs> immigration here in the United States. But yeah. the deportation of religious uh, leaders seems great to me. Yeah. I am so fine with it. Yeah. And not just religious leaders, also workers, right? Like these, like the, the non-paid the monks, nuns and, and monks and, and uh, nuns. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this is obviously going to be very disruptive for a lot of people. And my heart goes out to them that they had a track that they were on and all of a sudden the immigration service like decides to, you know, throw a wrench in their plans. But at the same time, I don't have, I I don't really care about this category getting screwed. (laughs) No, the thing is I'm actually fine with religious leaders coming in, serving, you know, their communities. That's actually fine with me. But they should not be at the front of the line for, for correct. And it sounds like and, this has been all that stuff. Yeah, 
And so it sounds like this has been addressed and they're they're in line just like everybody else at this point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, we should be there are priorities. There are groups that we should definitely be prioritizing. mm -hmm. uh, But but they're not at the top of that list. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. Well, I'm going to take us around the world to Greece. I was just there a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, where I, I didn't know this, but apparently, uh, they have required religious education in their public schooling system. As a matter of fact, the, uh, the full name of the ministry, uh, that is in charge of this is the ministry of education, religious affairs and sports. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) That's a. It's a hell of a of a ministry, um, but that that is how deeply entwined uh, the concept of religion and education are in the minds of the Greek and uh, sports and and sports. Sports are pretty important. I mean, that you know, the Greeks kind of invented sport, mm. or at least of the sport that we now still do. The oldest ones were all sort of ancient Greek ones, mm-hmm. wrestling whatnot yeah baseball baseball running for ungodly amounts of time and distance they they invented that for no good reason (sighs) or at least they invented the competitive version of it yeah sport the necessity version of it has been around for much longer and sports has come a long way i suppose yeah i'm still i'm still confused about sports throwing discuses yeah you you bet yeah, Aristotle was chucking discuses, like jumping like, uh, over a- things, <laughs> or leaping this and or that. Um, okay, so anyway, you know, ninety percent of Greece is uh, identifies as Orthodox Christian. Mm. So it is, it is a, it is a state religion. It is very much sort of part of the fabric of the culture there. Mm. Um, although only 17% actually attend, attend weekly church. Okay. That tracks. Um, <laughs> but it is definitely like Orthodox Christianity in their It's in their constitution as the quote prevailing religion of Greece. Whatever that means. Oh, if, if there's, if there is a sport where the religions go against each other, it will prevail. Uh, so, so they do have religious classes in starting in grade three and going all the way through high school. Oh my God. Uh, they have, so there's religion classes, which, uh, are very much, uh, sort of Orthodox Christian oriented. Now you can get an exemption, uh, if you are, if you are not Orthodox Christian, Mm. If you are Jewish, if you are Muslim, if you are an atheist, you can get an exemption and not have to go. Uh, So you don't have to substitute it with something else. You just get to, like, skip it. Well, they're working on what they substitute it with. Oh, okay. Uh, But as of now, I don't know what they do. Um, I know that they haven't found – there's talk of them coming up with a a class that's, like, sort of, like, ethics and values or some sort of weird, like, world religion class or something like that. Hmm. Um, but but one that doesn't espouse a religion specifically. Yeah, right. As if they will. Anyway, 
Um, but yeah, they apparently they grant about uh, ten thousand five hundred exemptions annually now. Ish. Hmm. Um, I couldn't. I can't tell if that's high or low. It's about a ten. You know, the popula a population of about ten million, ten and a half million. So, hmm. I. But how many of them are school kids? I couldn't do the math. Anyway, uh, that's the number of grant of uh of uh exemptions that are granted but there's but the exemption process is problematic a lot because here's the thing if you identify as orthodox christian or if you if they identify you as orthodox christian Mm -hmm. you have to go these exemptions up until now have been exclusively for non-christian orthodox so you have to uh, like start life as an atheist right like you can't like just be in class and be like this is bullshit i'm atheist and get out of right it. no apparently not although they've so so uh there has been a recent lawsuit um that was brought by an atheist group among others yeah um that basically is just saying like this is bullshit first of all like the original exemptions you had to say like i'm jewish and that's why i don't want to do that but it is especially in europe they keenly are aware of the dangers of every of the state knowing everybody's religion like mm. it's it, it's it's a vi- it's it's a violation of basic privacy mm. uh and also yeah like you know it wasn't that long ago that <laughs> the that one of the states of europe decided that they were just going to exterminate a whole bunch of people based solely on their you know their religious heritage right yeah so, uh, so like people are, I think, understandably and, uh, you know, a little skittish about the state, like making them declare <clears throat> what their religion is. And not only that, <laughs> making them de- like it, it makes you an outsider, like to have to affirmatively say, I am out outside of this majority and that's right. you know, and and therefore I don't want to be a part of this. It it makes you an outsider, and you know, kids are mean, and teachers are mean, and like this can be a real problem. Right, but they also so, might find out that uh, the prevailing religion is not as prevailing as they thought. Yeah. at a certain yeah. point, right? Like, I mean, I get it. Like, it's it's I'm sure monolithic. Yeah, <laughs> right. At 90%, did you say? Yeah, 90%. Yeah. That's pretty rough. Yeah. But here's the thing. Greece is part of the European Union. Mm-hmm. So they are so, you know, the groups that are that were fighting this, they got they got a, a small win uh in Greece, but they're taking it actually to the uh to the European Court of uh human rights or something like that. Mm, okay. Uh, be- because the U- the European Convention on Human Rights, right? Um, okay. Which because it yeah this is this is a problem. This is not an acceptable uh, thing. So I I think that's interesting. I think that um, you know because one of the things that's been happening, pe- you know, people apply for this exemption, and then the principal of the school goes and like looks into the kids baptismal records and stuff so (laughs) it's a pretty deep invasion of privacy 
and 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 not at all cool. Just get the class out of the schools. Problem yeah. solved. I mean, it's kind of the only way to solve the problem. Yeah. We'll see what the uh what the Euro- because and you know, the European Union as a whole is pretty secular. Yeah. Uh in nature. So, I don't know what they're going to do and will this cause a uh a, a you know is are we looking toward grexit because of it who knows wow i mean oh grexit what a what a disaster that would be yeah yeah i don't as, think, as the british I mean, have found out for greece right like <laughs> yeah considering how much the eu has bailed greece out yeah, no, of, that's not, that's of not financial happen. woes i don't think that that's, that's gonna not, happen that's so, not happening it would be very interesting if they uh if, if if the EU forced them to make some very real changes. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. Um, all right, Dan. Another European story. This is an update okay. of sorts. Actually, directly an update. Um about the uh, Denmark uh with this uh, proposed Quran law. Oh or, yeah. Koronloven, as the Danes call it. <laughs> um, it, it, we had a, we had our reaction to it, and just remind sort of everybody like, what was what the so proposed the, law was. Denmark is proposing to make the burning of the Quran and other holy books um, illegal, right. um, and. Uh, and so we we thought that was silly. Um, that, yeah, not that a great maybe, idea. Maybe instead, I think our stance, or at least mine was, just make the burning of all books illegal. But um, <laughs> uh, no, that's price. That's also not a good idea. But um, the public in Denmark is reacting fairly negatively to this proposed law. Um, oh. and, uh, artists, um, writers, intellectuals, uh, journalists, um, have, have come out in large numbers demanding, uh, the withdrawal of the bill, uh, which they see as an attack on art, political expression, and freedom of the press, uh, as well as an attack on free and democratic societies. The, uh, justice minister, Peter Hummelgaard, uh, had promised, quote, surgical intervention uh, with the law, um, pledging to protect freedom. What does freedom. that mean? Well, that it would be very precise, that it would only, that it uh. wasn't going to really affect um, free speech, right? Right. That it would be very, very, very surgically precise. It's only going to be about the Quran and other holy books. Um, yeah. But these things have a way of like, once you put, put the words down on paper for a new law. Um, they have a way of like being able to be interpreted in, yeah. in various different ways. And maybe there's some inconsistencies within the law itself, which people have been pointing out. Anyway, he said, um, let's see, quote, we were expecting a hamster and we got a polar bear. <laughs> um, Oh, that's not, that wasn't him. That was a, a judge by the name of Nina Palaza Bond, uh, referring to, you know, this break with tradition that, 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 that Denmark has, you know, 
protected mm. freedom of expression very um, adamantly. A lot of people are saying it would basically be reinstating uh, their a law that they did have that banned blasphemy uh, that was abolished in 2017, which is surprising yeah. that it was only that recent. So this yeah. is a discussion that is is very recent on everybody's minds. They had priorities to protect expression. And now because of protesters doing things like burning, you know, tearing up the Quran and burning its pages out in front of, uh, I think it was the Iranian embassy and, and the reaction, the, the, the violent reaction uh, that, yeah. that has happened uh, in response to, to these um, acts of freedom of expression. Um, the d governments in, in Europe have been like trying to figure out how to solve this, right? How to prevent yeah. this from happening in the future. The problem is when you start limp, it, why are you going after the people who are using a basic human right rather than yeah. denouncing and hopefully being able to go after the people who are, who are responding with violence to yeah, something, exactly. to a nonviolent act. Right. Like, to a to a symbolic act. Correct. Yeah. Um, literally literally the, the law the new law should be <laughs> if someone responds like like you're not allowed to respond non symbolically to a symbolic act. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your your response must also be symbolic. If you move beyond that, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Well this law would actually even outlaw symbolic burnings of Qurans. Um, you can't do an animation of a Quran being burnt. You, you are not allowed to, to <laughs> desecrate uh, objects that are imitations uh, of objects protected by the law. So get, somebody who has an a Amazon box and write the word Quran on it and correct. then burn that. Oh my they, God. that that's also, that's, that would be, that would be outlawed. That would be really, really, really bad. Um, yeah. but just to kind of, I, I thought this was from a government minister, um, suggesting the Danish, uh, Iranian artist, uh, Firuza Bax, Bazrafkin, um, who was the one who was doing the shredding, right? Mm. This, this, this sort of speaks to, um, maybe a little bit of a misunderstanding of, art and expression um, right. because here's a government minister uh, making the suggestion maybe to paint or write or sculpt <laughs> something in stone instead like they're, 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 you don't suggest the medium to, oh my to God. an artist or to a uh, somebody who's protesting right right <laughs> maybe if <laughs> there are other ways perhaps <laughs> you could express yourself that you know why why not Sculpt something, artist. Yeah, because because when someone does a visual image uh, that is to do with Islam, that goes over so well also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good Drawings Lord. and figurines uh, were, uh, oh God, I can't even, I can't even make heads or tails of this, this law, actually. It's but. absurd. Yeah, you're right. We're, they're regulating all of the wrong parts of this. Yeah. It is just like you you regulate the disproportional and absurd response. Correct. You don't regulate the non 
problematic, hurtful. Yeah. But still just like, like, can we just, can you draft a law that just says grow up (laughs) and stop? Don't worry about it. Like address the ideas, not the, the fucking act. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm going to take us to uh, a a poll that was done. This is interesting. This was done by, uh, by our local Deseret news. Oh, Um, but it's a nationwide poll. Really? Uh, It was done uh, with, it was conducted by a group called Harris X. I don't know what that is. It sounds uh, nefarious, but (laughs) I I assume that this poll was fine. Okay. Um, A nationwide poll. And all they were asking is uh, the, so the question is uh, they, they mentioned different uh, political figures here in the United States and asked, is this person a person of faith? It's oh. the entire thing. Uh, who they asked about uh, people like Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Oh. Uh, they asked about Mittens Romney, mm. Mike Pence, uh, oh. a whole bunch of people, right? And just asked, "Do you think this person is a person of faith?" Not like rank now, their their faith level. Just are they? No, a person just of faith? just are they a person of faith? Okay. All right. Now, if I asked you, Franklin, uh huh. Is Donald Trump a person of faith? How would you respond to that? Is there like a negative no? Like, um, <laughs> like how do you go beyond no? <laughs> uh, if you if you say no, then you are like the majority of Democrats and independents. Right. Um, only 14% of Democrats and 19% of independents see Donald Trump as a person of faith. But 53% oh. of Republicans... Actually, that seems maybe a little low to me, but 53% of Republicans do see Donald Trump as a person of faith. Fools. I mean, he says it. He definitely <sighs> says, he, he talks about Jesus and whatever. And then sure. and then all of his like mouthpieces go and say, and go around talking about how he's a man of faith and blah, 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 blah. And, and he likes um, to quote two Corinthians, right? Isn't yeah, the- Exactly. Well, yeah, and and literally that was the only time he quoted a a Bible verse because everybody made fun of him. And then when he was asked, "What's your favorite Bible verse?" he was like, "Oh, I like all of them, uh, pretty much everything, uh, the whole Bible." I don't know. And he has no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never he's never even touched a Bible. Uh, no, I, there's a picture of him holding one upside down in front. Oh, of Oh, that's church. right, holding it upside down in front of a church. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, here's so that's interesting. Fifty three percent, but in total, uh, like, I guess yeah, among Republicans, fifty three percent thought that he was a person of faith. That makes him. They think he that he's more a person of faith than Joe Biden or Mitt Romney. Oh, that's just ludicrous. <laughs> That's just so so dumb. It Joe is, Biden, who is demonstrably and obviously very Catholic, like so, like has talked about it incessantly yeah. since he started, since his the beginning of his political career back yeah. in 1832. It's <laughs> it's obviously a very important part of his life, 
yeah and 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 who he is it's i i do not believe for a minute that um or i would not believe for a minute that joe biden is just sort of faking it for the cameras right whereas no with other and nobody thinks that nobody except thinks except that. like anybody and anybody in uh you know i the former senator bob bennett from here in utah mm-hmm. i i know his kids i i knew this family back when i was in high school and uh Apparently, when they were both in the Senate together, like Joe Biden and and he would talk about religion all the time. He, you know, hmm. Senator Bennett was a devout Mormon and they would just and Joe Biden called him Bishop. He thought that, that was funny. <laughs> that was his nickname for him. OK, but they huh. they would literally like talk all of the time about yeah. about religion. Like everybody knows Joe Biden is true. It like is a true believing Catholic. Yeah. Although maybe the last three and a half years of have, have shook his faith. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I, so only 23% of Republicans polled see Joe Biden as a, as a person of faith. Is it, which is, do they amazing. actually believe that? Or is it this weird political impulse that a lot of people have where the, the, the they can't say something that they would perceive as positive about yeah. the political opponent. Like they just yeah. cannot bring themselves. And we know actually the, the, my, my story that I'm going to be getting to talks about um, how religious Republicans continue to be. Um, yeah. or at least it's one of the details. And it's like, it, this is a party that is very religious. Right. And so like, yeah. like almost universally. <laughs> and so it's like, they're not good at religion, yeah. but, they're, but they, but they, identify as like like, is it just that they are they do they have their their heads buried in the sand so much that they just can't see it about joe biden or is it that they just refuse to give him credit for anything because they just loathe him so much i mean i think part of it i think that i think all of the above but also like they have been fed a steady stream yeah of like we continually play pastors talking about how demonic Joe yeah. Biden is and how, God. how, you know, how heavenly and, and saintly Donald Trump is. And so like the, the, uh, the, the excess, especially the extreme right wing in this country has been fed this weird yeah. uh, line about who these people are. That's so divorced from reality. It's absurd, but like, that's what they're getting. They, you yeah. know, in their, in their uh, information bubbles. Yeah, to the so- point where there's only 35% of of Republicans believed that Mitt Romney is a person of faith. <laughs> I'm guessing that I'm guessing that's like that's a two that's a twofold thing. A uh-huh. he turned his back on Trump uh, right. a couple times. He voted for impeachment. Right. And B he uh He's not the kind of faith that they like. He's a he's a weirdo faith. He's a Mormon. Right. Does that even count? Uh, I'm going to say no. Right. Uh, Oddly, only 38 percent of Democrats say that Romney is a person of faith. What are we doing here? I don't get this. Independents are are were the by far the the largest category of people saying he's a person of faith huh. at 42 percent. I mean, maybe some of this is just uh, skepticism that politicians 
believe in anything other than like their right. own power and you know i understand that i suppose but still i be- i believe mitt romney's faith i believe that oh he's yeah a, a, a person of faith yeah like I, absolutely I, no, I i don't really doubt that one like with what level of cons like confidence would i say <sighs> it's really high <laughs> it's yeah really really high like yeah, I, I just no don't think that, that. That, that yeah i just don't think it's a charade there but again you you have others that you're like mm, that might be a little bit of an act what did they yeah. say about uh mike lee oh he didn't come loathsome up. loathsome human being yeah, I think you have to be a person before you can be a person of faith. <laughs> he's a something of faith. He's he's a he's a a, a blobfish of faith. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It it is interesting. Like so, like when 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 people were asked about uh, other Republican primary hopefuls, oh like boy. DeSantis. Oh, uh, among Republicans, only thirty one percent of Republicans believe DeSantis is a person of faith. Which is bizarre because he like everything he does in Florida, he says you know he 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 has a religious spin to it. Hmm. Every single thing. Tim Scott only thirty one percent. These are Republicans saying this. Nikki Haley only thirty percent. Wow. And then Vivek Ramaswamy, that's an interesting one. Only twenty two percent think that. Really? Oh no! Oh no! It's thirty percent for Vivek Ramaswamy. That's weird. Um, and then twenty-two percent for Chris Christie. <laughs> huh? I don't know. I. It's a very, it's a very, it's a weird question to ask, because it's like we shouldn't be asking people what their opinion of someone else's, uh, faith is. Like that's, like what? What the hell does it matter? what Americans guess is someone's faith. <laughs> we should just be asking the person if we're, a- if we're asking this question at all. Right. It's, Oh God. I, can we please just get religion out of politics? Right. Right. In this country. Like it just, yeah. it just poisons the whole thing so much. All it right. Does, it's true. Well, Dan, I also yeah. have a poll. Also okay. about religion, huh? Okay. Um, Weird on this show. On this show, Diane, uh, we we seem to be talking about it a lot this week, Frank. <laughs> uh, this is from this year, uh, July of this year. Uh, Gallup um, released a poll, or maybe conducted the poll. I don't know. Asking Americans if they're religious, spiritual, or whatever, right? Um, sure. like spiritual, but not religious. Right. right. Um, so nearly half of Americans still describe themselves as religious at 47%. What's interesting okay. about that number is just, is that 53% of Americans do not describe themselves as religious, which yeah, that's, I think is the right. That's very this, interesting. Right. Um, the article is definitely written from a, this is a problem. Um, these numbers are problematic perspective because they're trying to also, they're trying to put a nice little spin on it. Don't worry, everybody. 33% of people say that they are spiritual, but not religious adding up to 80% of the country. We're, 
we're still okay. They have some sort of spiritual. <laughs> um, they, they they keep talking about connections to non the non physical world. Is how the article mm. keeps phrasing it. And I'm like, eighty percent right. still still are delusional. I suppose <laughs> um, is is what we should really say. Now, an interesting number, uh, and I don't know what to make of it. Two uh, percent of respondents said that they are both religious and spiritual, but not religious so i don't know how that works um obviously <laughs> americans are we're we're bright percent of americans misunderstand every question <laughs> that is proposed to them i don't know how you're both but whatever um so that leaves 18 percent who say they are neither religious nor spiritual that's, that's us actually a big deal it's a big effing deal i think we we're getting pretty close to having a good number on us atheists and agnostics and non-believers right yeah um because the the thing the way that polls that we've talked about uh previously have, have framed this is it is that we've only been able to kind of get a sense of of non-belief through this prism of the nuns right the yeah the, the none of the aboves right right um but the none of the aboves doesn't mean that the people don't fall into this category of spiritual but not religious yeah they're just not claiming I, a religion right if anyone listening to this is a demographer <laughs> is someone who is in that realm mm. of like Try, like doing polls and stuff and tracking stuff. Mm -hmm. Please reach out to us because I would like to help craft some of these questions. Because every time I read the questions <laughs> on polling about religion, mm -hmm. I'm like, you're not getting to it. Right. You're actually missing it. You're you you have you have I skewed your own results. Right. Because you're too afraid to ask the actual questions. Right. Yeah. I mean, or something. Yeah. I I don't I don't know enough about this stuff to 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 jump into that part of it um but that number 18 percent um is down seven percentage points from um well they say down i say up um right seven percentage points um from when they first started asking the question in 1999 so in the 24 year period since then i guess it's gone from 11 percent of the country saying that they've were neither religious nor spiritual um, up to 18%, which is pretty remarkable. The 82% of the country right now that has some sort of spiritual belief system, that's down from 90% in 1999. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's good stuff. Uh, political parties, it will not surprise anybody um, that the Republicans um, are largely religious at uh, 61%. Mm. 28% say that they are spiritual, but not religious. Uh, amongst Democrats, spiritual is 41%, and religious is down to 37%. Independents wow. were um, in the middle there. That's not surprising. 21% uh, of both Democrats and independents say they are neither religious nor spiritual, uh, compared to 8% uh, of Republicans. So... And of course, then they do the like the breakdown by age um, should surprise nobody that young adults with no uh, spiritual or religious belief system um, is is uh, at 26 percent of the country at this point. 
I think you know. I think one of the problems of this question mm-hmm. is that there is no definition for spiritual. That if you ask twenty people who say that they're spiritual what mm-hmm. spiritual means, you'll get twenty answers. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck are we even talking about? Well, correct. But I think what's important is that we have this 18%. What we know is we have 18% of the country that's saying that they reject those notions, right? That they don't include those, these, whatever, however you want to define spiritual, right? That's huge. Um, 18% is huge. 18% are saying, no, I don't, I don't have, I don't, I don't connect with these like mystical, um ideas about yeah and magical ideas about the universe i i'm i'm grounded or in whatever definition you're giving to that word 18 mm-hmm. percent of us are like nah yeah so this is 18 percent of the country who you know um who aren't walking around smudging sage in their house <laughs> right who unless they just like that smell unless they I like the smell why, but yeah, totally. You know, they're 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 not engaging in these in yeah. you know, they're not going to psychics. They're not presumably, right? They're not getting presumably. their 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 fortunes told and lottie da. Um yeah. right? Because I mean that's that's what I think a lot of the spiritual but not religious folk um are probably up to, right? Or you um, know, dancing naked in the moonlight. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like there's a lot and, Which, and, and to you be know, honest, you can do that without yeah. Without any magical thinking, and that's fine. Spiritual but not religious is could still be believing in Jesus. Right? That's true. Right? Because they're just, oh, but I don't I don't go to church. I'm not religious. Yeah, sure, Jesus exists, whatever. I don't really doesn't really affect me too much. But yeah, sure, Jesus, fine. Right? Like there oh, right. are there are plenty of people out there like that. Right. Yep. And I think that's also I mean, there's gonna be a spectrum of that. And then some of them might be like, well, I do religious stuff on my own and they put themselves like, you're right that these categories are, are difficult, but the 18%, like I am just holding on to that number because I think it is just, it's the best number that we've had in yeah. a long time to give us a good sense of like, you know, where we're at as, as, as a, as a movement really. And a lot yeah. of these people are not applying the word atheist. Right. Yeah. Some of them are probably they, yeah, applying they wouldn't self-describe as atheists. Yeah. Because atheism has a has the yeah, atheist has scary connotations yeah. and whatever. But yeah, that's uh I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Yeah. 18. That's a- uh all right. Well, I'm gonna t- close this out uh, in Detroit, where uh a church has been closed down by the authorities. Okay. They've been raided by police. And closed down just for practicing their religion. Which usually doesn't happen in the U.S. But it might if your church is the psychedelic... Oh, sorry. Hang on. (laughs) But it might if your church is the psychedelic church Uh of Detroit. Oh, no. Uh, And and they are, you know, they've gone through literally all of the proper motions all the channels Mm -hmm. to be a a real church to be listed as a church Mm -hmm. and they even went through the process in detroit of getting a uh, a referendum onto a ballot that was voted in decriminalizing 
the use of psilocybin mushrooms, some magic mushrooms, uh, for their for their church uh, practices. Mm. Hmm. And yet, they were still raided by the police and uh, and shut down with oh. big orange stickers placed over the doors so that you can't open them without uh, breaking the sticker and and <laughs> whatever. It's such. It's very funny to me. Uh, in part, like I have two responses to it. One of them is the obvious thing, which is that psychedelic mushrooms are have been are have been shown to be safer than alcohol in terms of consumption and and like what like what the dangers are mm. of it mm-hmm. to the to the person consuming it and to the people in of the community. So it's like. Why are why are we having this conversation? Why is this not just legal all over the country? This is absurd. Mm-hmm. But also, like, yeah, people. Here's the thing: there's a lot of new of science finally being done on psychedelic mushrooms that's showing real promise in healing trauma, in like depression, uh, anxiety, like a lot of those very kind of prevalent psychological issues in our, in our society. Uh-huh. Uh, they seem to be really treatable through psychedelics. Like that seems to be very, uh, very much the case. Like study after study is showing that that's true. Right. Um, so there could be like, Okay, screw the fact that this is a church and the the leader calls himself Shaman Shu and, Uh, uh, you know, all of this stuff. Spiritual, but not religious. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I just I just think and it doesn't it doesn't even have to be spiritual. It is literally science. Right. Like this is useful stuff. Uh, I wish that it didn't have I, I wish that they didn't have to, like, be attempting to get religious exemptions to be able to do a thing that actually shows real promise in helping people. Right. But if they do, you know, if if that is the workaround, at least don't fucking raid them. <laughs> They've gone out of their way to be actually, like, compliant with the law, including, like, getting laws passed. The uh, For their part, the uh, police department said that well, yeah, okay, it's been decriminalized in Detroit, but it's still illegal in the state, and so uh, yeah. you can't you can't do it. Oh, uh, I think that is that is so stupid. <laughs> I everything about it is is stupid and uh, and infuriating. But yeah, I I don't know. I, I this was sent into us by one of our listeners. Thank you so much. And it's just it's so funny to me. That's something that has the potential to be actually good. There's so many things that, you know, people claim might do you good. You know, whatever, a lemon cleanse or fucking <laughs> kombucha or whatever. Right. That, that they make claims about, wild claims about, with literally no science behind it whatsoever. And then something that actually does have science, like increasing amounts of science, backing it up. And we can't do it because, you know, Nixon wanted to have a war on drugs or whatever. <sighs> yep. 
It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, there you go. If you would like to tell us about your spiritual but not religious experience with mushrooms, feel free to write into us, <laughs> podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear your voice. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, uh, this is going to come to us from uh, Brother Devin Rogers mm. from the Stronghold Baptist Church in Norcross, Georgia. Uh, he, I, I, oh, man. Um, there's racism. This is, I'm trigger warning everybody. Mm. Like, this starts with. Uh, with slavery, with the wrong take on slavery, and gets worse from there. So that's how much fun we're about to have. <laughs> so, yeah, um, everybody enjoy this. And you know what? I bet you there's a lot of Africans that if they hadn't have been brought over, not saying it was right, don't misunderstand, not justifying the, the slavery in the situation, but, still, but God, I still believe, used it. And now I'm sure there's a lot of Africans that got the gospel, and they're in heaven right now. Because they got the gospel. You know, what would be better for them to have lived their entire life in Africa free, doing their voodoo or whatever, and then dying and going to hell, right? Or what happened? And then they go to heaven. They get the opportunity. Now, again, it doesn't justify it. The ends do not justify the means, but this is how God works. This is what God does in the Bible. And we got different, we have black people in here. I don't think any of you guys were ever slaves. You know, I was never a slave. Like oh you know white white privilege you were never a slave you were never living during the time you know unless you're very old like sixty or seventy maybe or eighty years old you're never even living during a time where segregation was a thing in this country I mean what are you crying about nothing even happened to you you're just making up stuff you can't look at the you know the facts that I was reading and just attribute that to some kind of white privilege it's not real get over it. Quit having all the excuses. Why don't you take some responsibility for your choices, be content with whatever situation you were born into, and make the most of it. God's not limited to your situation. He can do above uh, you know, what we ask or think. Well, how about that? Oh, my God. The ends don't justify I, the means, Dan, but, but I guess but they kind of do. that's how God works. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And then literally saying, I know there are some black people in here. Let me just shit on you for a second. <laughs> wow. It, it, you know, pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm just going to go on the record and say that uh, white privilege in these United States is real. Mm. Kids, that's, that's a legitimate real thing that happens. <laughs> and this guy. Uh, very clearly benefits from it, which could because there's no reason why this guy should have a pulpit anywhere. Uh, <laughs> oh man, what a ding dong! All right, <clears throat> we had some some beautiful people write into us. Uh, I I will uh, dive right in. This is from Megan the Oki, who says, "Hey Frank and Dan, 
I'm sure others will point this out, but you missed some crucial details when covering the defamation suit of former pastor Johnny Hunt against the SBC. Uh, you'll recall, Frank, we talked about this last week, and I, I talked about the fact that uh, Johnny Hunt was suing them because of uh, privacy issues. And here's the thing. I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let Megan get to this. Um, his claim is basically that they had no right to disclose his private sins in their investigation report of sexual abuse uh, allegations uh, in the church. You guys were on the fence about it under the impression that this was just about marital infidelity between two consenting adults. Hypocritical, but still a private matter. However, it was not consensual. It was an allegation of sexual assault that he de doesn't even deny occurred. The, women, the woman never pressed charges, so I kind of think he just believes he doesn't deserve to be on the list of pedophiles and rapists uh, when he thinks of what he did as just, quote, awkward fondling. But the SBC would need to be knowingly lying for it to even count as defamation. And he isn't uh, he isn't even claiming that they lied. Um, yeah, when I went and looked into this further, literally the 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 article that I was going off of what I was looking at uh, did say that it was consensual. It it now seems very clear that it was not consensual. And I was I was misreporting the story. So my bad. Uh, and also, fuck that guy. There you go. All right. Yeah. The difficult stance to take, but we'll take <laughs> so, it. Yeah, that, that's a rough one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going way out on a limb um, in saying that. Larry wrote into his Hi, Frank and Dan. A few weeks ago, you two mentioned a pastor who said something, some concerning things regarding autism. Mm. I was diagnosed when I was 11, and at around 19, I was told by the church I attended that it was because of a curse and that it was demonic. Oh, my God, oh, Larry. That's just awful. I remember the youth pastor and several others praying over me to cast out the demon of autism oh, as if it would magically make me cured of it. At 32, I can comfortably say I was, it was all bullshit because I still have it. Yeah. Oh, my God. How awful. It's a, People are someone's brain works differently than the majority. Yeah. It's just different. It's, I mean, you know, there's nothing to cure. It's right. not, you're not diseased. But yet, uh, yeah, good Lord. Way to make somebody feel just the worst. <laughs> Religion, way to go. Uh, and then it must have made them feel great because, hooray, it worked. I'm not autistic anymore. Good job. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh I wonder how they feel after they do after they cast out the demon and the person is very clearly still autistic. Like what 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 are they thinking at that point? I mean, I'm sure they're just blaming Larry. Oh yeah. This well, was all I guess Larry's, Larry's fault. just still still sinning too much. He's still Why why are you such a breeding ground for demons, Larry? What are you doing wrong? <laughs> oh man. Uh, this is Maddie from Texas writes to us. Hi, Frank and Dan. Spectacular news. Pure Words Baptist Church in Houston, Texas will not be allowed to renew their lease in the strip mall uh, where they currently roost. Houston United Front Against Fascism, or HUFAF. <laughs> uh, that, that was me just going, going with the initialism there. Um, has slammed them with a 
five and a half months straight of cons- with five and a half months straight of consistent Sunday protests. Hmm. I'm proud to have attended as many of those protests as I could, and I continue to do so. Uh, Maddie mentions that we covered part of uh, the church pastor's profoundly stupid sermons in episode 608. I did not go back and recheck that, but yes. Uh, Maddie says, known for such hits as you can't divorce your spouse even if they're an axe murderer. I do remember that one. If your wife owns pants, burn them. (laughs) And Wait, the pants or the wife? Well, I, that's unclear. Uh, it seems possible that either could be could <laughs> or be all this of it. pastor's yeah. solution. Right, yeah. And also, quote, I pray every homo that exists has a slow, painful death. Oh. The, the, the loving words of Jesus coming oh, right through uh, in that pastor. Yeah, thanks huh. a lot. Uh, Pure Words even hosted the infamous Stephen Anderson on more than one occasion. The church's lease ends sometime in 2024, and their eviction will rid the area of the cesspool of blatant hate. But it's just going to go someplace else. Yeah, probably. But I like that they have to, like, that they'll have to pull up stakes and figure it out. Be inconvenienced. Yeah. And maybe have a hard time finding a new uh, landlord. Mm, yeah and probably have to pay more and mm-hmm. uh, i don't know hopefully yeah, okay. things go very badly right. for them yeah. we let, let's all just pray that everything goes badly <laughs> all right well uh we got some folks to thank i'll start us off uh thanks so much to margaret who is now a deacon in our tgia priesthood thank you so much you're amazing Appreciate that. And uh, do you have anybody to thank? I do, Dan. We have a new uh, patron. I seem to recognize this name, but they're showing up as new. Uh, Woke Boomer. So we'll thank All you. All right. Uh, is a, now a teacher. So Well done, Woke Boomer. Uh, so thank you very much for supporting the show. If you'd like to join them, you can, you can actually. Uh, just go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and click on the support tab. And uh, there's... You know, he'll he'll tell you he'll tell you what to do. Um, <laughs> and as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Davis. <laughs> Hell yeah! More show coming up. Well, Frank, uh, I sent you an article that I found in RNS Religion News Service yeah. about the new hit video game Starfield. Woo! I didn't know you were uh, so into a, video games, Dan. I am not. Uh, oh, okay. I think you're more of a gamer than I am, actually, at this point. And that's I, yeah, that's not saying much. That's not saying much. But <laughs> I, you know, I've I've played a little bit of uh, I've I've logged some hours on on Zelda. The, mm. newer, the newest Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, or whatever yeah. it's called. Okay. Um, that that started when I when I had COVID. I was like, okay, I got nothing else to do. I might as well play the new game that everybody's freaking out about. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, but Starfield's interesting. It's one of these uh, uh, role playing games. You are you are a character who goes and explores s- space. Mm-hmm. You go out into the universe and you, you know, you go to different worlds and you, you explore. You do shit. Um, yeah. You, yeah. You, you do stuff. You meet uh, other beings and whatnot. 
but one of the things that's interesting about this game is that you are given the option of picking a religion. Oh. So you can choose from three. They have th- there's this game only has three religions, which seems like in terms of an expansive uh huge universe game mm-hmm. three seems low in terms of the number <laughs> of religions, but that's okay. Um there's so there's the Sanctum Universum uh, okay. which which sees all of reality as holy. Oh. Which to me if all of reality is holy then is anything actually holy? <laughs> if it's if it's all just sort of on the same plane then what's the difference between holy and not holy? Mm. But that's okay. Uh that's a question for someone in the Sanctum Universum. Then you could choose enlight the enlightened Mm. Which believes in apparently, uh, as as RNS describes it, believes in human kindness, but not in God. Oh, and then there's House Varun, oh, which is an apocalyptic death cult. Skuntun. <laughs> okay. So you know the first two faiths, you go around and you kind of get along with everybody, and then uh, the that last one, you you go around shooting everybody. And so and, right. and all of the other all of the other characters in the game view you with suspicion. So we know which one of those is actually the fun one to play. <laughs> right? <laughs> it does seem like that is uh that that feels kind of yeah, who knows. Yeah. I always get very hung up on like doing it right, like how do you do the game right? And I don't think I, that's the, the point. The newer games yeah. they that's that's not how they work. Right. So, um, I'm, no, you, you proposed this and I was like, my initial reaction was, well, we're not really gamers, like chiming in on, on the topic. We might be a little, um, out of our, uh, element, out right? of our depth. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I read the article and there was actually this, the, the last line of the article is this quote from one of the people that they talked to. Um, and she says, if I have the choice to join what is basically the Universalist Church of the United Federation of Planets versus a death <laughs> cult, I'm going to choose the Universalists. And, and and there was something about the the, the her intention there that kind of caught my attention of 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 how people play these games and how they sort of don moral characters that are that they're comfortable with right mm. um and and because the, a lot of this article is about sort of you know the the fact that like that there are these supposed to be kind of learning moments almost in the game i don't know if that's the right yeah, phrase little, for it but like little these fo- little philosophical pause to reflect and kind of moral moments. conundrums and and what have you and yeah and which is interesting and I, I i like the overall idea of that but just sort of knowing the way that i play games and seeing this 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 quote of this person who's kind of entering this world with with her moral compass um mm. and and i was like you know that's actually a really interesting question because like we were joking you know before about um, the death cult sounds like the fun way to play this game. Yeah, and it right. makes me think of like, there was that, um, 
yeah, obviously very different game, but like there's a video game back from the eighties, I think uh, called rampage. I don't know. Mm. Some some of you will have played it, I'm sure, at some point on <laughs> on your Sega or whatever. Is that the one where you're you're a monster destroying buildings? And all that's all you do. You just go around and just destroy buildings, right? <laughs> um, yeah. there, the 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 destructive or the darker side is is always there's something fun dabbling in that and donning a new sort of persona and playing around right. and um, obviously in a game like this that could possibly. What I find so interesting about a lot of these games is how powerful some of these moments can actually be um, for so many people who 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 play them. Mm. Um, and it, it would probably feel for a lot of people wrong to play the death cult and to revel in the destruction that you're introducing into, you know, the this universe. Right. Right. But. I don't know. That's I kind of want to download I, this game and go be a death cultist <laughs> and blow up um, ships and yeah. Destroy I, I, things. One of the things that's interesting is that it's like it does it does give you the question of like, do you want to be, uh, do do you want this game to be an extension of who you actually are? Mm, do you mm-hmm. want it to be like I it I'm putting me into this world out in space, you know, interacting with these uh, other characters. And what would I do mm-hmm. in that situation? Or do you want it to be a, like a, a fantasy where you get to, to sort of play out what it might feel like to be the bad guy? To what it might pirate. feel like to yeah. be a, yeah. Evil or, or yeah. Or, or unfeeling or uncaring about, about, others and do you have a pirate code do you follow some sort of (laughs) yeah do you have a moral compass of some kind still it's an interesting question i i find that i uh i'm just i'm bad at the attacky shooty parts of games anyway (laughs) so i might avoid it just so that i can keep playing and don't have to get killed Uh, all the time yeah you don't like the first person shooters no, that's not. It's, you you want not more of a, of a first person feeler or a first person, <laughs> no, I don't first person thinker, right? Like, I, I, I want to, I, I want to solve puzzles. That's all I really want to do. <laughs> yeah. A, a first person puzzler. A puzzler. Mm-hmm, puzzle, mm-hmm. puzzle me this. <laughs> I, yeah. But I do think that one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is that I think that there's an interesting question about. It, I think that there is something sort of good about asking people in our society to think, to ponder on deeper questions. Mm. I think there is a, a societal gain when we all sort of are asking the deeper questions, are pondering, are wondering about like what's best for humanity. And so I think video games are a very interesting place to insert those questions and to and to sort of have people explore their own morality, their own ethics, their own sense of what is ethical or moral. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're doing it right. I I like you like we say you and I are not people who play too many video games. And I so I can't say that the that they're doing it in a way that I think that 
would would have the societal benefit that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there's an interesting potential there for them, for video games to be a platform where people can truly explore their own feelings about ethics. I mean, I know that like the, did you watch um, The Last of Us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is based on a video game. So the so the gamers of the world sort of encountered the ethical question of the 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 rest of us got from the show, right? From that last episode. Yeah. Spoiler that, like, alert. I, yeah, I'm not telling what that ethical question is, oh, okay. but there is there are big ethical okay. questions that happen in the last uh, in the last episode. Um, what and and. You know, a big conversation sort of has formed around it first with the gamers and now with the, those who have watched the show. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's interesting. And I like that uh, that that it was so shocking that it did sort of spawn a big conversation. So yeah. I think that like, maybe you know may, maybe as we sort of move away from you know priests being the ones who tell us what morals look like, right. I think pop culture will be an interesting venue to for us to explore. I mean, it always has been. You know, the Greeks had theater back in, you know, a thousand BCE that was exploring questions of of uh, of morality and ethics. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't do great. They didn't do a great <laughs> job of it. I'm gonna. Be, I'm just they gonna were say asking that. the questions though. But they were asking the questions and that maybe that is the purpose. Uh, you know, maybe that's where we need to really be turning. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's human, right? Like we, 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 we do wrestle with these, with big decisions and these moral questions in our lives. And, and, uh, and so is, is religion going to provide it for you? Is philosophy going to provide it for you? Is um, a video game, right? A novel, like yeah. like there's so many ways to like delve into, you know, the human experience, and that's yeah. that's we 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 create that for each other, right? Through art, and unfortunately, religion, which always does a really bad job of it, um, <laughs> but like. Like this, this is the human experience, right? Is yeah. asking yourself, you know, these questions about right and wrong. And, and yeah. so it makes sense that as, um, as you know, any art form video games would, would, would be involved in these, these same questions there, you know, the, these game, these big expansive games are all about storytelling and yeah. this universe creation and whatnot. And so they would be hollow in a lot of ways without without some of these questions being explored. So I think yeah, I think that's I think that's interesting. I look forward to seeing what uh how how it evolves and how 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 these questions are 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 injected yeah. into these games i mean the the the, as, as the, the questions obviously have gotten a little more complicated since you know donkey kong you know <laughs> you where you had no choice you had to save the princess right or just not play right. or right or rampage or whatever <laughs> rampage <laughs>
Right. No, no moral like questions were being asked in Rampage. <laughs> it was just destroy, 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 destroy. Yeah. Fun game, though. I, I was, loved that, was... that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends at home, if you have uh, thoughts about gaming and the direction of uh, of philosophical exploration there within, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 yeah go to the facebook page facebook.com slash tgiatheist and click the like button and if you'd like to join one of our members only lounges you can do so go to our website thankgodimatheist.com slash members only yeah, uh, hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.